Exit 52 podcast instant analysis week three. Well, boys, these weren't all going to be sunshine and rainbows all year long. Not a lot of teams go undefeated in the NFL. And the Ravens take their first L of the year, 34-20 to against the Kansas City Chiefs in what is through week three the most hyped game of the NFL season so far. And quite frankly, the Ravens just did not have it tonight. Uh, Did not play a good first half at all. And then got back into the game, kind of clawed back into the game nicely, showed some fight, but ultimately it was the chiefs and Patrick Mahomes night in the matchup between the two, uh, the Super Bowl MVP and the reigning NFL MVP, Patrick Mahomes got the better of Lamar Jackson. And quite frankly, on all facets of the game, other than maybe special teams, uh, the Chiefs were better than the Ravens. Um, I'll go first to you, Banks. Obviously, a lot to uh, digest here, but what are your opening thoughts on what just never felt like a game that the Ravens had their A game, much less anything resembling something that was going to beat a team as good as the Chiefs? It's a little bit tough to swallow. Uh, at one point, I think, uh, who does the sideline for that? Is it Lisa Salters? Mm-hmm. She she mentioned that coming out coming into the uh, the tunnel to halftime that the Ravens look kind of shell shocked and I feel like that's the best way to describe the way that I feel here. Really didn't expect this the way to be uh, the way for the game to go. I did expect it to be competitive. I expected it to be close, and we did get it to thirty or twenty seven twenty with a third and ten um, in kind of four down territory there midway through the fourth quarter. So, I mean, they were kind of in the game a little bit, but they had no business being in it. The box score tells all the story you need to see. We really got got lucky with a, a fumble in our own territory there and a fourth down stop at midfield. This could have been even uglier than it was, and it was an eyesore for anybody who had to watch this football game. There was just sloppiness from all angles. I really it's tough to really pinpoint blame on any one person on this game. It just was a mess from pretty much the start. There was a good opening drive, but beyond that, the Duvernay kickoff return, and then that was, was just a steaming pile of shit. So that's my opening thoughts. I can elaborate on that, but I need some time to process. That's why the analysis is instant. RDT, what were your, uh, your views here? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is it's fucking good. He's so like, good. Yes, he is. Some of the, the, the throw to Tyreek Hill he was making, I mean, it was perfect coverage. You can't hand the ball to him any better. Um, he's, just, he's very good. The Chiefs are – they're a wagon. Um, I didn't think the Ravens would I, – I didn't think it would be this bad. Um, like you said, I mean, the box score tells a different story, but it, at some points it felt like the Ravens were down 30. Um, and again, Butker misses the field goal, the extra point. Um, you know, it could have been, could have been worse. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the defense that first half, it, 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 and I know everyone was saying it. It looked like the Titans playoff game, and it looked like they got punched in the mouth and they didn't really know how to come back. And and again, to their credit, they did kind of come back and and claw their way back and made it a game. But the Chiefs, I mean, Andy Reid, it's it's a damn shame that he's only to this point had one Super Bowl because that guy's just an offensive genius. That little double screen, double fake screen to both outsides and then to Kelsey wide open over the middle. I mean, he had Patrick Queen spinning in circles. That guy looked more lost than anyone I've ever seen tonight. Um, yeah. And I get it that he, he, he looked like a rookie going against the best quarterback in football without a preseason with an offensive coach who knows how to make those guys look bad. Um, 
I kind of thought the same thing with Marcus Peters. He was just getting abused all night. Um, I thought Marlon was – you didn't really hear much of his name, Marlon. Um, so, I thought he was, he was pretty good. Mark Andrews did not have a good game at all either. I thought he dropped a lot of those catchable passes. Um, it, it was – it just it, – I wasn't used to seeing that egg laid by the Ravens. Because um, I know – what was the stat? I know, Banks, you talked about it, 14-1. and one. I think under Harbaugh in primetime games. Yeah. Like you're absolutely. just, you just, you're not, you're not used to seeing them lay an egg like that in a primetime game. I can't remember the last primetime game like that. That wasn't the playoff game last year um, that they kind of just laid that egg. Yeah. And you're right. The, the opening drive was really the, the highlight of the game where it looked like the Ravens, you know, were kind of going as they normally go. I mean, ultimately for me, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of players to talk about here in terms of guys that had bad games. I think, Wink Martindale pretty much got out schemed and out coached tonight by Andy Reid. But Lamar Jackson was not good tonight um, in really any facet of what he was trying to do. Um, obviously broke off some good runs. I think even in games where he's bad, he's going to accumulate some rushing yards. But when you can't get over 100 yards passing in a game this big, in a game where, you know, and, and the, the guys, the Monday Night Football guys, who actually thought called a pretty good game tonight, said it a thousand times. This isn't about the quarterbacks exclusively, but in a narrative-based society, it is about the quarterbacks. And Patrick Mahomes just looked like he was on a different level than Lamar. Now, in reality, do I think they're on two giantly different levels? No. But uh, Lamar Jackson didn't make a lot of good throws. I think he didn't do a great job calming the team down in some bigger spots. I think he let the moment get a little too big for him tonight. Um, he didn't get help by a lot of his teammates. I just said some of the Mark Andrews drops um, just cannot happen in a game that big. And I, it, he didn't have a lot of options out there. I don't think the offensive line played particularly well. But ultimately, you're judged uh, through games like this, and, and Lamar did not bring it uh, to the table tonight. He, he, you know, I think the, the throw that really summed up his night was, you know, that's got to be a touchdown to Hollywood Brown. I mean, that ball's got to be lofted in the air. you got to let the fastest guy on the team run under it. And at that point, boy, are you, like, really cooking at that point. You're kind of feeling it. You get a big play. The Ravens needed to pop a big play at some point in this game. It's hard to beat the Chiefs a team that's so explosive. If you can't pop a big play, if you're not just going to possess and possess and possess the ball, which is what the Ravens did not do. Um, so this will be a gut check for him. And, and, and the one thing I think you can say coming out of it as maybe the, the optimist on this show is that, you know, the Ravens were really invincible throughout the regular season and didn't get the pop in the mouth until the playoff game. And at that point, it's hard to recover once the, that's the first little pop in the mouth you've gotten. Now they've got a lot to think about because this is the team they have to get through. This is the boogeyman of the AFC that they have to slay. And they didn't look up to it for most of the night. I have to give them credit for fighting. Um, you, you know, they got bailed out by Harrison Butker, not putting some more points on the board. They got bailed out by, by Mahomes not hitting on the deep pass um, when they gave the ball, um, when Lamar fumbled late in the second half. Like you said, it could have been a lot uglier. Um, but there's a lot of looking in the mirror tonight. And I think also from the coaching staff, I think that the chiefs outcoached the Ravens, um, on both sides of the ball tonight. That's just a perfect summary. I mean, that pretty much covered everything you could think of in terms of all the different ways that the chiefs are better than the Ravens tonight. Uh, a lot of people are going to draw parallels and a lot of the feelings were the same and the way that they fell behind, they try to chase with that Titans game. That's going to be the narrative when people look back at this game. But really, if you look deeper at it, the, and no offense to you, Eric, here with your Titans, but the Ravens played a better game and got less 
output from what from their input in that Titans game. They gained over 500 yards and failed on a bunch of fourth downs, had a bunch of bad breaks, and the Titans did a great job pouncing on those breaks and making the most of them and then stepping on our throats when they had a chance to. I mean, the the Tannehill, what was that, a, a touchdown he ran in? Like, they just dialed mm-hmm. up all the right trickeration at the right times. Derrick Henry, passing yeah. touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this – this loss was really – we were lucky to even be in it. The box score is the pretty much the inverse of the Titans' uh, loss, where the Ravens here, let's see, they gained um, 228 yards. That's abysmal. And they gained Ugh. 517. Um, it also felt like, to a degree, the Chiefs played our game better than we did. They controlled the clock and ran a really balanced offense. I know all the frustration and – it. It felt like they kept moving the chains with short passes. They're hitting everything underneath, but they moved the ball effectively on the ground against us. They shortened the sticks. They gave themselves manageable opportunities to extend the sticks on third down, and they just kept the ball out of Lamar's hands. And when Lamar had a chance to get the ball into his hands, he, he panicked, especially down the stretch. He, he didn't seem as comfortable in the pocket as we've seen all year, and that was reflective of the offensive line play in front of him. But – I do – it did feel as though he panicked and he he tried to make plays happen. Um, I mean, the the blitzes there on that last drive where he took consecutive sacks, I've praised him a lot for the way he stepped up in the pocket and and bought himself time and space. And in that occasion, he – you know, he, he did the same thing he did a a couple times against the Titans where he ran into the back of his own card trying to pass protect, and then he backs up in the pocket right into where the pressure's at, and next thing you know, he's down. So uh, you don't really have an opportunity to work on those things because those are live game situations under pressure when you're down by a score or two, and you don't really – like you said, we weren't really hitting the mouth last year at all for him to have opportunities to, to work on those game situations. And I've been dismissive of the, the idea that um, – people say Lamar can't come from back from behind and, or, or the fact that that's a super important thing. I have to admit sometimes, you know, when I'm, when I might be wrong, uh, he needs to have some of those opportunities to try to create something coming from behind. And um, I have a lot of faith that we're not going to see him behind still, despite this ugly loss, but it's going to be a dark cloud hanging over Lamar's head as it's been. And maybe the narrative is a little more fair than it used to be. Yeah, I think that the other thing that I look at really from this game going away from the offensive side of the ball, and look, it's Patrick Mahomes, as RDT said. I mean, there is sometimes only so much you can do. I mean, I'm just in awe of some of the throws that that guy makes. He is an incredibly fun guy to watch play football. On the other side of it, and I think you tweeted about it at some point during the game, Banks, is when are the Ravens going to get home? whether it was a blitz or, or with, or with, you know, token pressure with a four man front, they could not get to Patrick Mahomes. They didn't knock him you know, off of his game. They didn't put sustained pressure. 
And ultimately, if you're going to let a guy sit back there and be comfortable, he's going to find that plethora of weapons. And when you have Andy Reid, who's so damn creative, I mean, some of the things, the shovel pass to Sherman, I mean, I, I stood up and applauded in my living room. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> the just underhand a, was unreal. Just a beautifully designed play. It's a sweet and, football play. <laughs> and it happened, and they did so many little things right. They executed so well. But, you know, Matthew Judon wants a big long-term contract you know, at a certain point, you've got to do something in that game. You've got to make a game-changing play, and, and they couldn't get to Patrick Mahomes, and that was concerning. I think, as you said, RDT, you hit on it, Patrick Queen had a tough night tonight and, and eventually was not playing as much in the, in the second half just because he did not look like he knew where he was supposed to be. And the Ravens just looked confused and sloppy um, more than they have, um, and I think lost a little composure at times. I mean, yeah. You, you had the Orlando Brown fall start in a huge spot. You saw Lamar visibly upset by that. You saw a lot of – you hate seeing a lot of pointing. Marcus Peters did a lot of pointing tonight. He, he did. did it seemed of, like it was at Patrick Queen, and that's disheartening. Yeah. He, to look back at a guy with that kind of stature in the league and have him point at you and all that stuff. That was kind of the – I mean, I was seeing it right with my own eyeballs, but when um, – with the way that you watch games on TV, you can't see the entire field. So you don't know who, who might have a breakdown in coverage or who might be this, that, and the other. But the fact that Marcus Peters pointed him out kind of just showed for sure that Patrick Cream is having a real rough night. We don't want to see your veteran guys doing that. You want to see him picking them up and try to be supportive. But it is just an ugly night from pretty much everyone on the defense. Yeah, you got to you gotta kind of love this Ravens team, though. We're, we're recording here at 1140. Marlon Humphrey tweets, tough loss to a good team. Plenty of time to fix some issues. Pat Ricard tweets, love this team. Time to bounce back next week. On to Washington. I mean, look. Well said. These guys, I don't think the team chemistry is going anywhere here. And, and, and that's the perspective I think you have to put on. We could go line by line on every bad thing that happened in this game. There's a lot of places you can go to get that. I'm sure the Mike Preston report card will look great tomorrow <laughs> in BaltimoreSun.com for anybody who subscribes to that. But – I, I, it's week three and now you, you move on and, and you, and you realize that now you have to build yourself back up to the ultimate matchup you want to have with the chiefs again. Now, is it probably going to be at Arrowhead stadium now in the AFC championship game? Yes. But now you've got to put yourself in the position to where the next time you see them is in the AFC championship game. If you think now all you can get is a two seed, you got to go win your division. Um, you got to go beat the Steelers a couple times uh, and move on from this one, but certainly a tough one. I think the most frustrating thing as I'm watching these highlights happen is just how easy we made it look for Kansas City. And that's part of the charm of Patrick Mahomes is that he makes everything look easy. Mm -hmm. But he really may be the, the perfect um, boogeyman, as you said. I mean, he's everyone's boogeyman. But in terms of what, the way that this defense is built, they're built to play man coverage and turn their backs to the quarterback and blitz the hell out of the quarterback. And what was beautiful from Andy Reid and what Mahomes did so well is they got the ball out quick over and over. And when they didn't, they picked up the blitzes extraordinarily, extraordinarily well. So um, we just got beat both schematically, execution, coaching, all of the above, just an ass kicking tonight. Calais Campbell summed it up for you. He said to the media, they don't pay him a half a billion dollars for nothing. That's well said. Pretty freaking well said. I mean, that guy is just, he's spectacular. And uh, he is, he is, and he's not just the guy the Ravens are looking at and trying to figure out how to beat. It's the whole league. 
I mean, Holy this is now a tie. This is an NFL problem. This is not a Baltimore Ravens <laughs> problem. Um, and and the Chiefs are the Chiefs are a hell of a team. They are now, I think, it clearly established as the number one team in this league. The Ravens are somewhere between two and six or seven, and we'll see where that now gets established. Um, there you go. This this kind of sums up what you just said. Lamar Ryan Mink just tweeted this. Lamar Jackson starts his presser by calling the Chiefs, "quote our kryptonite." The very first response. I think Mahomes is all other. 31 teams crypt tonight. They're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah, he's not the one who has to answer for him either. That's what really stinks. I mean, Lamar played a, a crummy game. He has played very, very few crummy games. We watched, and you know this is my guy, we watched Joe Flacco play a lot of crummy games, and the defense time and time again would pick him up more often times than not. And tonight – Obviously, it's a tallest task in the NFL that isn't Lamar Jackson to try to stop Patrick Mahomes, but they let him down big time tonight as well. So I would like to try to get into a little spin zone here at least, try to try to pick up the spirits because right now I'm pretty deflated. But as this was going on, second quarter especially, there was just Twitter meltdown from Ravens Twitter. People, I mean, what a shocker. I mean, yeah, you, it, that'll happen. But people were acting like this was the AFC Championship game, you know, as if changes need to be made because of this loss. Sometimes you just play a bad football game. You just stink. It happens from time to time. There's a reason there's been one team that's gone undefeated and won the Super Bowl uh, in the same season. Everybody has duds. We were a great, great, great football team last year, and we played absolute shit football against the Browns, and then we had our shit game against the Titans. It happens from time to time. you got to win a minimum of three, maximum of four in January and February to win the Super Bowl. Based on the way the Ravens have played over the last year, year and change, odds are that – there's a good chance they'll find a three or four game stretch where they don't have a dud like this and they're able to win Lombardi. I mean, it just happens. Every team runs into some bad luck or they just, they just don't have their night or whatever it is. The sky is not falling. It's a little bit more of an uphill climb for the Baltimore Ravens at this point, but the sky is not falling. No, no, not even close. And I, and I think it's one of those, easy things to do. Right. And, and I'm not going to blame anybody that does it. Everybody reacts in different ways. Um, but it's easy to jump to the biggest extreme when you get beat down by the team, you feel like you have to beat to win the championship or beat to get to the, get the opportunity to win the title as the Ravens do with both those teams being in the same conference. And, but as you said, you, and look, it's easy for us to say this, but you know, you can't get too high when you're jamming it down the throats of the terrible Browns can't get too low when you lose to the reigning Super Bowl champions and clearly the best team in the NFL at this point. We've been, we've been spoiled for the last year. I mean, Sundays have been more fun than ever. I think we forgot what it looked like to just play poor football and play sloppy. It happens sometimes, like we said. So, you know, next Sunday, I expect that we're going to go down to, to, uh, Landover. No, Ral John. John. And, uh, and kick their teeth in, and everything will be right in the world again. I hope that they shaved a couple points off that spread because 13 and a half is free money as it was. But um, 
I yeah, I fully expect that the Ravens are going to go down. That the defense is going to be licking their chops with Dwayne Haskins down there. We can get into that later this week, but the Ravens will rebound from this. They'll learn from this. Oftentimes, when teams play duds, dud games like this, and I've seen so many in my my Ravens, uh, I don't know, bloggership at Barstool and everything, where I just say burn the tape. We're just burning the tape on this one. We're moving on. This isn't a burn the tape kind of game. This is a learn the tape kind of game. So. We're gonna. This is gonna. This is gonna be our Bible for the next uh, three months when we have extra time to spare or during our bye week, whatever it might be. I think, you know, uh, great coaches like John Harbaugh will kind of stick this in their back pocket. And I think uh, Taylor, you being a more of a basketball guy, I feel like uh, like a Greg Popovich was studying the Warriors for months and months and months in advance of a potential NBA Finals. It's that same kind of thing. We need to keep our eye on these chiefs. Obviously we need to keep our eye on the ball when it comes to who we're playing in a given week, but um, the chiefs are going to be our big hurdle until we hurdle it. So here's the tape. Got to learn it. But by the way, I have one um, stupendous spin zone for you guys. If if you're ready for it, I'm all ears. That, that Duvernay, um, Kickoff return for a touchdown was a rally killer because it just put the defense back on. Even though the Chiefs didn't score after that, it didn't get the <laughs> offense. It didn't let them get into a rhythm. That's being down four, and you hit a solo home run in the ninth, and you don't let anyone get on. Yeah, you clearly that's my uh, that's my rally. rally that's my uh, that's my hot pick spin zone. Sure, that's a fair fair point. If you want to have spin zone, great special teams night for the Ravens. Justin Absolutely. Tucker really better than Harrison Butker. Um, Devin Duvernay with the first uh, return kick return touchdown in the NFL this year. I mean, look, if you grade the games on special teams, that's a W. Do you know who the last Raven to have a, a kickoff return for a touchdown was? Are you quizzing me? Yeah, both of you. I would guess David Reed. No. Chris Moore? No. Oh, Mike, Michael Campanero? Mike, Mike Campanero? It's a Bears. Mm-hmm. No. Mm. We were going we to shade him. Is it a kickoff? Okay. Has to be kickoff? Yes. Yeah. If it if it's what I read correctly earlier, it was Bobby Rainey. Oh, Bobby Rainey! Wow. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Yeah. That's that's the type of hot trivia you want at eleven fifty. Yeah, that, I know that. That's what everyone's listening for. <laughs> after after a Monday night loss, I will say if you if anybody wants some entertainment at some point, probably when you hear this um, on Tuesday morning. Um, we have been tweeting that it is bad news for other NFL teams that Lamar Jackson has woken up and this has gotten a little bit of traction and the chiefs fans are coming for us right now on, uh, is... on the old exit two mentions. So if you want some, if you want some fun, it is a, actually a pretty fun read uh, to read the, uh, the tweets at this thing. Uh, but you know, what's funny about this is we still believe in Lamar Jackson because he's awesome and he's the MVP of the freaking league. Um, and he will have his day. He will have his day and he's already had a lot of days. Uh, but he will have his day against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But it is going to be certainly um, a tall task. But these – I don't know, as Banks opens his phone here to read these mentions. I'm not even on that one in particular. I am – let's just say the list. <laughs> the list is growing big. Oh, the list is going to be incredible. The list week. is just blowing up right now. Oh, man. People are calling us a bad takes pod. How about that? This is great. You really made it once you start getting attacked by uh, by the Twitter sphere. Once you get attacked right. by shout out old takes Twitter. exposed. They've known known Twitter bullies, Chiefs fan. 
Yeah, seriously. You know what's so funny about that too is you would think, and we don't have to get too much, you know, as we roll to the end of this year. You, you think after winning the Super Bowl, you would just like take that stuff and be like, yeah, who cares? Like we just won the Super Bowl. We don't really need to like get on our feels and tweet at people, but. I can promise you. Fans can't help themselves. After all and this, if the Ravens do win the Super Bowl, oh, I'm not letting off anybody. <laughs> well, of course you're not. And, and with that, that is how we will end the week three instant analysis. We will not let anybody off the hook if the Ravens come back and redeem themselves. I'm keeping receipts, friends. All the receipts are in Banks' notes on his on that iPhone that is in the screen right now. Uh, <laughs> I can only assume the list, the, the list continues to grow. Uh, thank you to everyone that listened to our show uh, this last week. Um, probably don't go back and listen to, to the Chiefs uh, Ravens preview portion of that, but there's some other stuff on there. Again, I, I said Chiefs, I think 35-27. Wow. What are you talking about? We got people that are like, oh, the Ravens I, can't come down from three scores down. You're down three scores. Nobody's supposed to come down from three scores down. Like, Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> there's like three examples ever. Oh, my it. God. Get me fired up right now. Ravens can't come down for three scores down. Like, uh, no one's supposed to do that. <laughs> like, oh, man. They fell behind by three scores three times in the last calendar year and change. Like, sorry. We may, we may um, on, the, on the episode that we will record uh, Wednesday and drop Thursday, our normal episode, make sure to listen to that. Maybe we'll go through and try to find our favorite responses to this tweet from uh, – from Chiefs Twitter and uh, and see what they got and we'll bring those back so everyone doesn't have to read through this this slop um, of the uh, of the mentions of this tweet we'll we'll come back with our favorite ones and read them to our faithful listeners that we appreciate so much thanks so much for listening to the week three instant analysis uh, Ravens lose thirty four twenty back next week against the Washington professional football team. Um, in a game that you want to uh, to make good. If you need to make good, go against Dwayne Haskins, the boys. Hopefully those aren't famous last words. We'll see you on Thursday at the X-52 Podcast.